0: Welcome to Confidently Parenting Special Needs Kids with Jenny Dawkins. Today's quote of the day, a child's mental health is just as important as their physical health and deserves the same quality of support. No one would feel embarrassed about seeking help for a child if they broke their arm. And we really should be equally ready to support a child coping with emotional difficulties by Kate Middleton. Today is the Minority Mental Health Awareness Special. Let's dive in. I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about the unconscious fear within the Black community when it comes to mental health awareness or having your child diagnosed with disability and you know typically we have like two sides you know you have you know the majority of african-americans who really shy away from any mental diagnosis whatsoever um just due to our experience (laughs) in america and it is as though you know we're already fighting because we're black right? And the laws that are put in place um, that, you know, keep us back. But then to have another label, right? Um, of having a mental disorder, you know, it's almost as though unconsciously we react to even someone telling us that our child is behind, you know, we automatically are on defense, you know, my child isn't dumb. Oh, you're trying to hold my child back. Right. But in reality, you know, our experience dictates our reaction and we react that way because to have a mental disability, right, is as though saying something else is wrong. You know, we already have a lot of things that we have to deal with on our daily life and we just don't want to even deal with a stigma like that. We don't want our children labeled. I don't want my child to be labeled ADHD. You know, I don't want my child to, I don't want anyone to say my child can't read, right? But this is what's happening in the education system. They're labeling your child anyway. You know, they're labeling your child as a behavior problem. They are creating every little incident that they may be telling you, oh, everything's okay. We handled it. Everything's good but they're just sliding that piece of paper in your child's record, you know, labeling him a behavior problem when actually it may be something different. He may have ADHD. Trust and believe that they use that label freely and they may even tell you that. And then they may say something to you like, oh, but we have some things in place. Well, what things? With things, you don't know what things they have in place, right? Um, because if you don't have an individualized education plan, then you can't protect your child. You know, it's whatever they say. You know, it's possible that your child may have dyslexia. And this is the thing about labels. You know, we define these labels by what we see on TV. But most often, those labels, like that child that has autism spectrum disorder or autism, you're seeing the low functioning of it. You're not seeing The spectrum of it. ADHD is the same thing. You know, sometimes children don't even have ADHD. They may have sensory disorder. There's a plethora of things that could be going on with your child. But if you stay away from the stigma that we have within our community, we're not protecting our children because they are still being labeled. You know, did you know that most inner city schools... When they say that they're having a program for reading intervention for your child, they are using programs for dyslexic children. But they have not tested your child for dyslexia. But that's the program that they're using. So let's hypothetically say you have 20 kids in a classroom and you're using the program. It's possible because it's based on phonetics that 15 of those children will succeed. They'll learn how to read. But let's say five of them are true dyslexics. And let's be honest, dyslexic just means the inability to read. It means lack of phonics, being able to sound things out. But if they're not using the program for your child that is dyslexic, then your child is going to be behind. Right. So instead, the child feels dumb. It's all, you know, the child feels dumb. They don't feel like they fit in. You know, they may be bullied. It's a lot of things that can go with that. But we don't want anything to be wrong. And we don't want that stigma. But they are still being labeled. We are still being labeled. And one of the reasons why we don't want to our child to be labeled is because of anxiety. And here's the funny thing about anxiety. You know, I was seeing... A therapist at one time, and she says to me, I'm telling her, you know, my boys, you know, have autism spectrum disorder, and you know, my oldest son has anxiety, and you know, it can be a lot sometimes. And she says to me, Well, where do you think he gets his anxiety? and I say to her, Oh, you know, my mother, because my mother worries about everything, and she's like, No. So I'm like, mm, maybe his father, because his father got stuff going on. She was like, no, maybe you need to look a little bit closer at home. And I'm just thinking and I'm thinking. And then I'm like, is she talking about me? And so I said to her, I was like, are you talking about me? And she was like, yes. I was like, wait a minute now. I don't, I don't have that. I'm good. She was like, you need to look at what anxiety is. And anxiety is is the, is the is when your mind reaches for your what if all of the time. What if this happens? What if that happens? You already you are always locked and loaded. I had a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, right. I have to be in control of everything. I have to know what's going on at all times. Because I have anxiety, but I controlled it by always being busy but always having a plan. You know, anxiety what they call it for kids they call it the worries. Because you you find things to be worried about. But when you look at the African American experience and when I say that I'm talking about the 100 years of slavery plus Jim Crow, you know, plus civil rights movement. We have always used our anxiety to survive. We have always lived in a perpetual moment of what if? What if? That has that's the thing that has always kept us going, right? But it's anxiety. And now we're in this new society and everything is supposed to be okay. We're not gonna talk about Trump right now. It's not about Trump. (laughs) We're not gonna talk about Trump. We're not gonna talk about all of those things. But we're just gonna just say ideally. Everything is supposed to be okay. So what happens is the mind starts to reach for other things. Reach. Well, what can I worry about? Can I worry about this? Can I worry about that? What can I reach for? Because that's how we basically have survived and conditioned ourselves. Do you know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? You know? And, and to be in a new society where everything's supposed to be okay. Now, we all know that there's still things to be worried about, right? You know, depending on the generation, you know, newest generation, they tend to kind of be like, oh, yeah, everything's okay. It doesn't, racism doesn't exist, you know? This is not what's happening, you know? Nowadays, you know, with Trump in office, you kind of get a feel for it. They're kind of getting a wake-up call like, yeah, not so much, right? But... This is how anxiety shows up in your life, you know, and I I wholly, holistically feel that as a community, if they did a test on us, you know, on black people, that we would have a high concentration of the hormone that's secreted for people who have high stress and anxiety because it is our survival mechanism. But you take that anxiety and then we put it on our kids. Right. And not in a bad way, because your job is to make sure that your kids survive. Your job is to make sure that they're strong. Your job is to make sure that that they aren't labeled. Right. Because you somehow we see that as a weakness, as another stigma. But that's something that we are able to control. We are able to control that by knowing what. A certain diagnosis is we can be in control of making them um, do what they're supposed to be doing by asking them the right questions. You know, we can we can kind of turn that around, you know, and instead of us shying away from actually having our children diagnosed or even checking in with ourselves, because guess what? Life ain't easy. And I'm not saying it's supposed to be. But. Sometimes you need to talk to somebody, right? But for our children, we're not doing a service to them by staying status quo. No, everything's okay. Everything's all right. When your child's behind and you're listening to a teacher telling you, oh, well, we're just going to do this and that. But what exactly are you doing? What exactly are you doing? Start asking these questions, right? Right? Because if you don't, the next thing you know, depending on where you are, you know, I live in Washington, D.C. You know, I've had I've had clients where it's high school and they they don't graduate. They get a certificate. Like what's the certificate? You know, I actually spoke to an administrator. I asked her, I was like, so what is the certificate? I said, can can this student get a job? She was like, no. I was like, can this student go to college with this certificate? She said no. I said, can he join the service with this certificate? She said, no. So what's the purpose of this certificate? Did you actually have a conversation with the parent about this certificate? Right? So you just going to push my kid through and my kid can't read. That, that, that You know, that's, that's a disservice. Because what you don't know is that on average, your child is worth $20,000 a seat in public school. Give or take depending on where you are. You know, if your child has a learner disability, thirty thousand dollars a seat. Your child is worth anywhere between twenty to thirty thousand dollars a seat, and they are not giving your child what they need. You have got to, we have got to figure out a way where we provide resources for ourselves and start asking questions and taking control of. Any dynamics as far as education, you know, we shy away from a thing where, on the other hand, you have rich white people who are out there paying doctors to give their child an IEP, an individualized education plan. You know, an individual education plan is a plan that basically states how your child can learn, any child can learn anything. As long as it's given to them in a way that they can understand. And that's a quote from my seven-year-old son. He straight told me one day, he was like, mommy, what you're saying to me, I don't understand you. If you could just tell me in a way that I could understand. You take that and you put down any education. And any child can learn. As long as that's what's important. And if it's important to you, you make it important to anybody else. Right. Um, Just really think about about that. Think about cues. Think about questions that you have. Think about, you know, things that you may have had problems with. You know, I look back and I'm like, I was terrible at math. Lo and behold, they have a diagnosis for that. Right. You know, look at what you struggle with and look at your child. But you have white people paying for these things. And do you know why they're paying for them? Because when it's time for your child to graduate from high school with an individual education plan, and they go to college, they have what they call accommodations. So when they take their SAT, they can get anywhere between an hour to three hours, and sometimes an additional day, to finish that testing. When they go to college. You know, my son, when he went to college, he had a note taker. Now these services are part of his education plan. He didn't pay for that. I didn't pay for that. He had a note taker. He got extra time on his tests. He would go in, take the test as long as he could. After the time was up, he would schedule to go finish taking the other part of the test. You know, these are the things that the white people that rich white folk Are paying for. They're paying for that. They're paying for a thing that we don't want to touch because we don't want our child labeled. So you have to ask yourself is it important that you go ahead and step into the label with your child and you and your child define what that looks like? Or do you let someone else label your child and you let them define what that looks like? And you let them define how your child's education is going to flow for them. Is it going to be hard? Is it going to be easy? Is it? Are they going to be written off? Written off into the worst school possible by the time they get to high school? That's the question you have to ask yourself. I just really wanted to, you know, talk about this for a minute because it's Minority Mental Health Week. So... <laughs> From one parent to another, you are wonderful. Always remember to be patient with yourself and your child. And if you have a child with a diagnosis or you suspect that they may have one, you check out my website, www.geniedalkins.com. And that is is G-E-N-I-E D-A-W K-I-N-S.com. And until next time.